what's happening with e-commerce here really matters if you sell anything. And it doesn't have to be a CPG or an FMCG, which is fast-moving consumer good. But for those, oh man, this is really important. For Monday, January 28th, 2019, this is episode 29. Amazon Alexa in-skill purchasing improves. Now brands can upsell. Welcome to the Beetle Moment Marketing Podcast, a short weekly exploration of marketing, technology, and career. I'm Emily Bender. I answer to no one, and I make this for you. Let's get on with the show. Before I get into the show, a few announcements, everything coming up in February. Very busy month, all things voice. This coming week, I'll be on Bradley Metrock's show, This Week in Voice, which is the number 12 podcast in iTunes. Very exciting. It should air on February 1st. If you're in Atlanta, come to the Atlanta Interactive Marketing Association event at Nebo on February 6th, where I'm moderating a panel about voice technology with Keisha Williams, who keynoted the Alexa conference. She's the software manager at Chick-fil-A and... She's actually one of the awarded Alexa champions, really smart woman. Also, speakers from Home Depot and 360i will be talking about voice and brands. Then I'll be on Dr. Terry Fisher's show, Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. You all know Dr. Terry Fisher. He's great. That will air the week of February 11th. And if you're here in Austin, Texas for Social Media Week, that's hashtag SMWATX. That's February 19th through 22nd. I'm speaking about voice marketing. Date and time announced, February 11th. Hope to see you at one of these events. If not, I'll be tweeting out links and information about the podcast appearances. And so excited to be just diving in with all of this fun stuff in February. Last week, Amazon made some updates to the developer console, which make it easier to add ISP, that's in-skill purchasing. I spend a lot of time in this console, and to be frank, it's lacking and buggy, so whenever there's an update, I'm so excited. Previously, developers had to write their own code in the command line interface to build a skill with ISP. Now, they have a monetization tool in the developer console, which gives users the ability to add in-scale products in just a few steps. Obviously, this is making it easier to have more commerce happen through Alexa. Here's why in-scale purchasing really matters. Let's look at conversion rates. Now, there aren't a lot of data points yet, but we can look at two skills, which are pretty popular ones. There's the weather skill, Big Sky, and... The creator, Steven Arkonovich, he created a subscription for the skill. He claims that 50% of his users opt in to purchase the premium experience when it's offered. And another skill, Escape the Airplane from Gal Shinar, has also had pretty good success with conversion rates around 34%. These are much higher conversion rates for the premium option than you would see with any kind of mobile experience, typically. 34%, 50, 54%. Uh, Those are huge numbers. Now, another thing to keep in mind, Alexa skill creators take home 70% of the revenue made from in-skill purchasing. And this is just one thing Amazon's doing to help incentivize developers to keep creating quality skills. Of course, they're the platform, but the developers, the third parties, you, if you're a brand and you're creating a skill, you're populating this ecosystem. You're making 
<laughs> the thing a thing for all of these users. So Amazon's going to try to reward you. Um, it's been a little bit clunky to date, but I'm I'm harping on this idea of the developer console improving with time because I really do think we are in such an early stage here. I mean, remember what Google Analytics looked like the first couple of years and what it looks like now? It's it's just such a distant memory. And this will be the same. It, it will improve vastly. The analytics will improve vastly. They're so basic right now. What else has changed in the console? You can add or remove products in your skill with one click. Another update is that skill reporting metrics, which now include upsell to conversion, which measures the percentage of users who hear a product prompt and agree to hear the offer, and upsell to purchase conversion, which measures the number of users who heard the offer and then made a purchase. Okay, getting richer data, like I said. And upsell is so important with e-commerce. The entire strategy of an e-commerce site, and let's not think of Amazon, just say a clothing retailer's home website where they're selling and you've got a cart and you've got prompts to upsell. The strategy and the algorithm that goes into that will make or break an e-commerce retailer. With Alexa skills, having these abilities to upsell, I mean, first ISP in May 2018, when it first came out, you had to, like I said earlier, command line interface, like hard coding this thing. Just imagine where it's headed. And it's not a novelty. It's the fastest growing consumer technology of all time. I keep repeating this because I just want to make sure everybody's aware in case you weren't. This, The smart speakers, namely Alexa and Google Home, have grown to nearly 50% or it may as of today be at 50% market penetration in the U.S. in less than five years since launch. It's actually in only three years or so. The smartphone didn't grow that fast. The TV, radio, internet-enabled uh, computers Nope, they didn't grow that fast either. What's happening with e-commerce here really matters if you sell anything. And it doesn't have to be a CPG or an FMCG, which is fast-moving consumer good. But for those, oh man, this is really important. Where is this all happening? I mean, physically, where are people doing all of this shopping? There are three places. Smartphones, smart speakers, and the car. Let's talk about the car because I haven't really before, but I'm looking more into this and thinking, okay, this is a huge, important piece of any kind of voice strategy you're doing. What What is the piece in the car? Now, the car could be something like the new um, Amazon Echo Auto, or there will be other devices that are just inherent, uh, native to the car. Those will come about add-on ones, but more and more car brands are having native voice assistants inside the car. And it's just a matter of which platform are they going to integrate with? Will it be Alexa? Will it be Google Assistant? Regardless, here's what you need to know about the car. Twice the number of U.S. adults have tried in-car voice assistants as smart speakers, and monthly active users are 60% higher for voice assistants in the car than the smart speaker. And the smart speaker is already high. So voice in the car is going to be serious business. Think about how much time people spend in their cars. Now that too will change as we have autonomous vehicles and more ride sharing and people multitasking without having to physically actually drive, which that's the dream, right? Get your time back and prevent accidents. We're not quite there, but we will be soon. For now, the voice assistants in the car, <laughs> they're going to have a lot of purchasing power. And this may sound crazy, but I could see out of home making a comeback. Billboards. 
think about it. You're more likely to purchase via voice while multitasking while commuting if you see something on a billboard because you're already involved in just one listening or speaking task at a time, but you could have multiple ads be, you could be impressed by those on a drive. So that's something to think about. There might be some really cool ways to strategize with geolocation, physical out of home, and then the voice assistant in the car. Anyway, the car is firmly established as one of the big three voice assistant access points, and I don't see that changing. Now, the hurdle we still need to overcome is the lack of fluidity between skills and browsing, at least on Alexa. Definitely on Alexa. Google is a lot smoother. But here's an example. Right now, my team is programming a custom skill, and we had to be really sure that the enter and exit prompts, commands, worked. Like, Alexa stop or Alexa exit are different and both need to be functional. We are at a stage where all of these skills are like standalone iPhone apps. Think of your first generation iPhone. You could open one app at a time and you couldn't multitask. You couldn't have multiple ones open at a time. Remember, you had to close it out to open a new one. Nowadays, we have multiple ones running. And if you have things like YouTube Red, you can still have the sound from a YouTube video playing while you're in another app. That was not possible years ago. So here's where we are with skills now. It's like first generation iPhone, one thing at a time. That will improve. So whether we're thinking about the car or the smart speaker, the smartphone, or another voice assistant enabled a device like a light switch, which by the way, of the billions of voice enabled devices, a lot of them are smart home devices. They're not all smart speakers. The average American home is going to have 15 plus smart devices voice-enabled devices, and most of them are going to be for things like light switches and security systems, things like that. This lends better to some brands than others, but frankly, it's helpful for literally any brand to think about voice because voice is simply faster and more natural. Typing is computerese. We have no business typing. I can't say this enough. It is unnatural. It is awkward. It is slow. We are so crippled by the way in which we compute typing. I'll give you a couple numbers to illustrate this. It is cripplingly slow compared to what our brains can process. The average person says 110 to 130 words per minute. We type 38 to 40 words per minute. Another reason for poor listening skills is that we can think faster than someone else can speak. Why do you think we have trouble focusing? That's a whole other separate topic, but most of us speak at the rate of about 125 words per minute. We have the mental capacity to understand someone speaking at 400 words per minute. Now, you know, a normal human being can't. I'm even speaking pretty fast right now, but you might be listening to this podcast at 1.25 or even 1.5x if you're really on a lot of Adderall. I can't do 1.5 on most shows, but give it a shot if you're using Stitcher or Overcast. Speed this podcast up. See how fast you can make me talk and how much you still comprehend. That's about processing power in the brain when it comes to sound. Reading, which has to go through the visual cortex. Typing, which is ergonomically awful. These are not the ways that we're meant to compute or even to communicate. And they're very thin and frail, really. They're they're lacking substance and depth. As a brand, your voice can come to life through an actual voice. We talk about the voice of the brand, the tone of the brand. What do you mean? Do you mean the words that I read from that brand on social media when it's just text? or even in a video, when it's graphics, that's not a voice of a brand. So 
Think about getting ahead of this curve for your brand. What would you create if you had no limitations? Brought to you by our friends at Pippa. Pippa is the simplest, smartest way to share your podcast. Visit beetlemoment.com forward slash P-I-P-P-A to get a $25 Amazon gift card when you sign up. And we thank Pippa very much for their support of the show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review in Apple Podcasts. You can go directly to the page at bit.ly forward slash beetlepod. That's bit.ly forward slash beetlepod. And you can rate and review, which will help others find the show. Thank you in advance. I do appreciate your review. For more about the show or to consult with me, visit beetlemoment.com. Tweet me at Emily Bender. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you next week.